So, uh, hello there. My name is Chris Palmer. In this video, what I would like to bring to you is today's live, which I have Matt Diggity. Matt Diggity's been in the industry forever. I'm sure he doesn't need any introductions, but um, the very first thing that I really want to ask you, Matt, is what's going on with you? What have you been up to? <laughs> that's so really what's what going on. Yeah, that's yeah. a good question. So right now, this isn't like my typical background people might see on my YouTube nice. channel. I'm in uh, Phuket, Thailand. So the make a long story short, I normally live in Chiang Mai, Thailand, but for the first like quarter of the year, the farmers don't dispose of their crops like like normal people. They just fucking burn it. Excuse me. They just burn it. So the air gets really bad. So we have an excuse to head down to the islands uh, this part of the year. So I'm in an Airbnb. I had COVID last week and uh, now I'm free and clear. So it's been awesome. an interesting one. Yeah, you look healthy. Skin's clear. Looks good. Doing you look okay. healthy, man. Awesome. So, but I, I was more interested in, in business wise because I see a lot like I saw the launch pad. I thought, saw the authority links. I see, I've been seeing your ads popping up in my feed. Um, like business-wise, you're into a lot of stuff. What's the what's the primary focus? Primary focus, yeah. Okay, let me give you a, a snapshot of the whole ecosystem. So, Diggity Marketing is is the overall brand, right? It's the it's basically content, right? Diggity Marketing produces content, and um, the other businesses that fall under that, like the Chiang Mai SEO Conference, when I do that, the Affiliate Lab. The search initiative affiliate labs a course on seo and affiliate marketing the search initiative is an agency and then um side businesses would be authority builders that's a backlink service and then uh, what am i missing lead spring that's <laughs> the, the one yeah the main the main business is pretty much lead spring lead spring is uh it sounds like lead generation but it's actually affiliate marketing agency it's we just basically build rank flip and monetize uh affiliate websites and that's the bread and butter oh that's the bread and butter yeah i thought that was pretty genius when i saw i was like so he's he's getting in when people are starting to build and then helping them give them that push right is that the yeah was i looking at that right okay yeah yeah cool. so so that's that's like what we have on lead springs homepage, like the the launchpad program that you're talking about and the launchpad in case people aren't familiar with it works like this look well, at least it used to work like this. Let's say you got a site making $5,000 a month and you get stuck. You couldn't get it past that point. And you decided to partner with us, right? So we'll take over the SEO. And let's say we get you to $10,000 a month, meaning there's a $5,000 incremental gain since we've gotten on with you. Well, we would take half of that and you would take half of that. So you're now making $7,500 and LeadSpring's making $2,500. So that was the, the model back in the day. We've kind of retired that one. It's it's like a, an elevated level of that. We're we're partnering with like actual on the ground businesses, like uh, real estate agencies or law firms or something like that, taking equity in the business and then and then growing that way. So it's not we don't really do it so much for affiliate sites anymore, unless it's like a really really good opportunity, like maybe six figures a month, something like that. Is there why is there more flow with the attorneys and the real estate agents than there is affiliate sites or is it because the affiliate sites fail at some point well affiliate sites are fighting an uphill battle it kind of seems like it's, it, it's always i've been doing affiliate seo since 2009 and it's always seemed like google never really liked us and uh, yeah. there's always this product review update and this december 2020 update that kind of to, at least to me it seemed it was a direct attack on affiliate marketing and, and seo so the 
I love the affiliate model because it's super scalable and the flip, right? You can flip a website for 50x monthly profit. That's amazing. So I'll never ditch that. But um, partnering with like real businesses and on the ground staff, like the the benefits are great because you're pretty familiar with EAT, right? That's not a concern at all when the actual people that are running the business have a physical location, like they're real people and definitely certified. So, um, and, and, you know, lawyers make a ton of money. Yeah. So you're doing good. Yeah. Nice. Okay. I, I understand that. So, and then that just leads me to uh, the next question. So I, I, I'm really looking to learn, right? Cause I've been watching you forever. It was the first one. Your stuff was the first that I came across and then gotch, but you were first, right? I was like, what's wow. diggity got, right? That's but awesome. so, but yeah. So what I'm wondering is, uh, what are some of the biggest mistakes that you've learned? If you had five of them, what do you think were some of the biggest mistakes as you're stepping through the path, walking through life? The biggest ones like, hey, I wish I would have turned left instead of right. Which, what are mm. those? I only get five. Okay. Or two. No, um, oh, you got more. No, okay. <laughs> I got a hundred. Now I'll just give like some of the main ones that I can think of off the top of my head is first, um, I, I remember the first time I really started to scale with uh, content marketing and SEO and affiliate websites. And I started to get a portfolio that was generating a good chunk of money. And to me, a good chunk of money was $10,000 a month because that's the salary I replaced as an engineer. Like, okay, I can successfully say that I've moved past that life and into this life and it's it's a net zero gain. Like uh, the sky's the limit at this point. I haven't made a bad decision. And I started to get confident into the point where if, if a new SEO technique started to sound like a good idea, I'd just do it. I'd just freaking right. do it. Okay, apply it to all the sites, right? And the stupid thing I did back in the day was, um, you know, SE Nuke, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So the, 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 the SOP was use PBNs for your target anchor text, which is fine. still works right now. And then you use SE Nuke for everything else. So your miscellaneous and everything else. Mm. Penguin 2.1 rolled around, just demolished the whole portfolio, right? So that kind of just like um, it it rekindled something in my head. I, I just always re- just snapped right then and there that I'm an engineer. Like we always test everything before assuming anything's true. So I just started applying engineering to my SEO and running single variable tests before I deploy like on an actual website and stuff like that. So in all, it was a it was a win, but to go from 10,000 a month to like 300 a month, like I, I really was like, okay, I got to call my old boss and come crawling back. It was a, it's a hard time. So that was, that was a big one. Um, I would say, gosh, and this is still a work in progress. Like another big mistake is just not knowing how to hire. I, oh. I remember hiring just based on like how everyone thinks you should hire. Like you give them standard, uh, a, a test, you give them a, some trial tasks, and you ask them some generic questions like, um, what is your uh, biggest flaw? And then you make a gut feeling check and then you hire someone. But like hiring incorrectly is, is the worst possible thing you can do. Like you spend time training them up. You literally pay them. Uh, if it's someone's bad, they they poison your whole culture. So, I mean, not knowing how to hire, I wish I could go back in time and, and fix like what I know now. And the spoiler alert, if you guys want to know the key to hiring, just get a book called Who, H W W H O, 
the a method for hiring it's freaking fantastic it's just like it's just a process at that point um what else is a big mistake oh here's one <laughs> i'm going to court um next month over a uh a asset purchase agreement i sold a website and i didn't know how to make a asset pur purchase agreement correctly it wasn't properly collateralized so um i gotta go to court over five hundred thousand dollars so um get good lawyers or get good people that will review documents and contracts and stuff like that um that is always a good idea i mean it, other than that like i don't know i kind of feel like this question is so loaded right like if if you're I, I think i saw ray dalio give this quote like if you're not embarrassed of the things you were doing one year ago then you're not growing fast enough so i i'm always embarrassed <laughs> of everything i've done i always make mistakes uh, and I hope to just learn from them um, as I go Lots along. Of mistakes. Any, 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 any more? Any good ones, Matt? <laughs> Since I got you, you're. I mean, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll, if, if some come up, I'll I'll interrupt to embarrass my, embarrass myself even further. So yeah, and and that was like next on the list was well then you know it what were, what would be some of the things you would do different? But you pretty much you 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 wove those in there. So. Um, this is something that's been troubling me. So you're you're much many many leagues ahead of me, right? So what I'm curious of that always drives me completely crazy is how do you give your family time without neglecting business? Hmm. Do you have kids? Two. Yeah. Isn't it? It's it's like it's a never-ending battle, right? Like even if even if you give your kids three hours a day, four hours or five hours a day, it, it, there's an unending uh, amount of um i don't want to call it guilt but like it's, it's never enough it's never enough right the kids deserve all the time right so that's a challenging one that i've been figuring out my daughter just turned two uh, on monday so um yeah i feel you yeah but <laughs> to answer your question like i don't work that much uh i mean i get a lot done but i don't work that much and the reason because of that is uh I really track my time. So here's an exercise that I encourage your 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 watchers, your your viewers to to give a shot at. Um, what you're gonna do for a week straight is you jot down every single minute of time when you're working, right? So if you start working at 8:43 a.m. and your work consists of doing emails for 17 minutes, then you're gonna log 8:43 to uh, 8 o'clock Facebook right? Or yep. to nine o'clock um, emails or Facebook or whatever task it was that you were doing, right? And then you do that for a week straight. And so what you're going to end up with is on a daily level and on a task level, how many minutes you're working on any of these tasks, right? So that's great. So right. you find out the, the first surprise you'll probably have is you're only working probably four to five hours uh, a day. That's actually working. So when you go up to take a PP, that doesn't count. When you go eat lunch, that doesn't count. None of that counts. When you're messing around on Facebook and scrolling feeds and stuff like that, that doesn't count either. So only pure work. So it's like four to five hours, right? So once you do that, you can you can really get a sense for like how much you're actually working. Now here's where it, here's where it gets great. So if I know that I'm working five hours a week, and then multiply that by 4.25, there's an average of 4.25 uh, weeks in a month. So that's like 20, 24 hours, uh, 20, 
24 hours a week and um, maybe 160 hours a month, whatever that, whatever it is. Obviously, right. I'm not good at arithmetic, but um, then you take how much money did you make in a month? So maybe you made $10,000 last month divided by how many hours? Then you figure out how many, how many, what's your value per hour? So maybe it's $500 per hour, maybe it's $1,000 per hour, maybe it's $2,000 per hour. Whatever that is, if you can get anything else done for cheaper than that, then you're wasting money if you don't do that. If your value is $500 an hour and there's some task that you always thought like there's no one else who can do this. It's such a high level SEO task. Only I can do this special thing. Well, if you're doing it and you could have outsourced it for $500 or less, then you're wasting money and you're hurting your business because you're, you're defocusing yourself from the high level tasks that you should be, should be doing. So I do this time audit once a quarter and I look in and see, okay, here's all the tasks that I did. Here's the ones that, that I can outsource that are that generate less money than my actual value per hour. So I get rid of them. And some it's a constant battle of working six hours a day at the end of the quarter and then whittling that down and outsourcing more stuff and getting it down to five or four, maybe three hours a day. Mm-hmm. And then the, what another side result, I mean, obviously you you get rid of a lot of stuff and you build a great team and stuff like that. But you also like, what do you do for those four hours? If you got rid of everything that's not worth a thousand dollars an hour, well, you're working on big stuff. Like you're making deals, you're, 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 you're buying businesses, you're selling businesses, you're doing the big stuff. So I, I highly recommend this. Um, I know this, maybe my ex- explanation can sound a little convoluted. Maybe you need an example, but uh, I'll make a video on my YouTube channel. And, I get uh, it though. I got that made perfect sense to me. <laughs> that was okay. Yeah, it sounds like you've thought about so each of my questions you've already thought about extensively. So so much so that you've broken it down by the minute to write down. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> interesting. You have so to do like it by I'm... the minute because everyone thinks you work eight hours a day. Like I, I started at nine, I ended at five. No way you worked eight. You weren't freaking grinding the whole time. Like it's no. it's more like five. Never. So th- this is another thing that I, I'm curious of. So why? This is a, it's, you were speaking of like money per hour. So this is something I always notice. Why, why is there such price inflation in the SEO community? Meaning mm. if you, you get what I'm saying. So if you're in a certain community and I might be able to go get a link from authority builders for say two bills, but then over here it's five. Why, mm. why, like, why is there so greed or what, what do you mm. think? Just cause they can. I mean, so, okay, this is like a, I like this question. It's so, it's so complex. I think it's like an economic situation, right? So we look at where's the money coming from, right? The, the content websites, like the value you get from SEOs is skyrocketing right now, right? Like if just, let's just use affiliate SEO. You can apply this to e-commerce. You can apply it to client SEO, whatever, but the value you're getting from SEO at the end of the day is well worth it, right? If you get an affiliate website to rank to the top of Google for your main keywords for just one month, you just paid for the entire journey, right? The entire journey was paid for with just one month of being at the top of Google, right? So the the profit margins are insane. That makes people a little bit more relaxed on being stingy with their wallets just because they know it's going to be paid back eventually, right? Yeah. So then another thing is you have 
investment money coming into the space, right? People are buying SaaS websites, e-commerce and affiliate websites, right? Yep. Not even four years ago, we were looking at 35X multiples. So if you had a website making $1,000 a month, you could sell it for $35,000, right? Yep. Now they're $50,000, sometimes 55, depending on various parameters we can discuss later. But so your $1,000 a month size is now selling for 55,000. So there's all this money coming in. Like the upside is so, so there that the people selling the links, like the webmasters themselves, they know you guys are making money. And so they're charging you more. The, uh, the, you know that you're going to make it back on the back end. So I think it's just like the economics of this whole thing are kind of just finding their stable state. Um, I think the only thing that might be affected by like this whole environment is content. Like we have uh, AI content coming out that might push down the cost for writing uh, or, or human writing just yeah. because how do you compete with a robot price? Um, but everything else you're right. Like SEO services, well, there's legit inflation in the real world too. Like everyone needs for sure. more money just to eat their, their food and stuff. But you know? it's, yeah, it's, I've just, I've just noticed this. So it sounds too like, the, at least with the websites, because I watch that just to get ideas for niches. So it's like, mm. um, you know, there's there's less stock, but there's more buyers. You know, so interesting. So that's interesting. Yeah, that that was always always. It just uh, I don't know. It drove me kind of crazy. It's like, man, I could go and get it here, but this guy's over here. Should I raise my price? Should I lower my yeah. price? Like, I, you know, I don't know where to go. Yeah. So this the is other thing too. This just popped in my head. Is like. Google always trends towards higher quality, right? Like their algorithms are designed and the, their engineers are plugging away, just trying to get the, everything towards higher quality. Like the links you need, more higher quality, the content you need needs to be researched and all that kind of stuff. So like the requirement to rank two is going up and typically higher quality is you're gonna have to pay more for it. You need to be on better websites. You need to have better writers, stuff like that. You gotta be able to count better now, for sure. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> So I, this is something I keep seeing you pop up, right? And, and and I want to run ads myself. So one of the questions I wanted to ask you is if stuff wasn't working, right, you would turn it off, I would assume, unless you have unlimited budget, which that would be crazy. But so I wanted to ask you the YouTube ads that you're running, like, does that style work? Is that effective? Yeah. Because it's been the same video consistently. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm just curious for myself, really. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, okay. So ads, right? Like the great thing about ads is everything's trackable, right? Like, you know, your, you know, your KPIs. So like, what, what is my ad trying to do? It's trying to get someone to watch a webinar. Right. And so you can reverse engineer and figure out like, what is the value of a webinar viewer to me? Um, it's worth 95 cents. So I won't, I won't, I'll tell these uh, algorithms don't pay more than 95 cents or whatever that number is for a viewer of the webinar and stuff like that. So it's always, it's way more trackable than, than SEO, right? Like SEO, we, thankfully we know the ROI, like I said before, it gets paid back at the end um, and you know, you'll get there, but paid ads is like, you know, your numbers while you're doing it, which Perfect. is yeah. a great aspect of it. But like, the, that this gets me back to like why am i doing youtube in the first place I, I almost feel like like youtube is like a young man's game right like i'm i'm looking to build an audience i want to grind it out on youtube and stuff like that like it's half like i want to i want to like help the this is part of my personal mission like i want 
my my whole mo is about freedom like this tattoo here is about freedom um and i want to give that to the world so there's part of me that wants to like teach and help people and help people figure out problems that aren't um necessarily evident because seo is kind of muddled but uh Fair. the other part is like youtube is great for retargeting right so you build up a subscriber list and you you retarget ads to them like those are your best those are your best people to like encourage to take the next step with you or um check out this service that you're offering or learn this new thing from me something like that awesome so you so the answer is heck yeah chris those are great <laughs> yeah. yeah those are great i like yeah. ads yeah of course so and, and then that brings me to I, I links or affiliate so flipping the sites or flipping links what's better or both mm. or both i know but if you had to choose which one's better so okay i I won't I'll, I'll give it to you straight so like on on the monthly level like on a normal like month to month level like selling links is great it's steady income and it's something that people need all the time like this it's not seasonal at all right it's right. just it's just um yeah and if you do a good job like like yeah the business comes back um and affiliate can go up and down it goes up and down with the google algorithm some niches are um seasonal it's like i think every niche is pretty much seasonal um to some degree but um it's the the flips man flipping an affiliate business and just getting a seven figure payday like there's nothing like that it's not that hard right with a 50x multiple too to to get seven figure payday like you just gotta get a site to make 20k per month i'm not saying that's an easy feat but that's definitely not that challenging if you're good at what you're doing and that's that's awesome that's a great part of it and then for you for you you've, you've probably done this hundreds of times because i get this question tons right for you if since you've you've pretty much uh solidified the process what's it cost to get a site to 20k a month like to get it to where it's clicking in your opinion Ooh, i did okay so i don't remember these numbers off the top of my head but i have a um I have a case study like on my YouTube channel. It, it's called like we got a site from zero to whatever. I don't know. <laughs> some some title. There's a title. There's a case study. But I broke down the cost too. And the ROI is something like uh like four hundred, four hundred percent or something like that. I, I wanna say we invested grand total around fifty thousand dollars and then we flipped it for six hundred thousand dollars, something like that. That would mean like a thousand percent ROI. Okay. I don't remember. Just watch the video. Yeah. <laughs> watch the video. All right. Nice. Yeah. I, I know that's jumping down the list here, but so, and, and so if you're launching a, a, a magnitude of projects, let's say five at a time or 10 at a time, 20 at a time, how many of them are a flop? Cause I don't hit every single time, you know, like mm. I, I don't, you know, I don't either. So, okay. So yeah. that's, so don't worry about don't, that. Don't worry. Just, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> It's, you don't have that much control over it like i would say that none of them really like flop like they'll all do something you know they'll yeah. all get some rankings and traffic but they might not make the money that you expected and and that boils a lot down to just thinking a niche is good just because you like what it is like smart homes i think all smart devices are great like let's go into it but you don't know how much money it makes so that's why it's good to like what you said is like Look at marketplaces see what's selling and look at their profit and loss sheets and stuff like that 
So I would say like we we don't start that many projects per year, maybe three, only about three per year, because um, we're, we're we're going for big stuff and we really got to choose our battles quite well. But out of those three, only one of them is going to really take off and be amazing for the business. The other two are just kind of like okay, these will be fine. We'll sell the we'll sell the site in a year or something like that. But it's it's not going to hit uh, stratosphere levels. Interesting. So so I so I shouldn't feel bad then. So <laughs> I get I don't hit every game. Time. It's part of the game. Yeah, it's almost like launching pages. Really, like not every yeah. single page ranks right away. You gotta mess around a little bit. Yeah. So okay, so I feel good about that. Um, so uh, this is an interesting one, right? I, I wrote these just they came to me. So what do you think that the life cycle of an affiliate campaign is? So what's the general life cycle for you? You know, like I, I've just noticed that like I have like an electronics one. Oh, that was a miserable mistake, but like it was great. Oh, I did pressure cookers, right? You know, those uh one pot things. I, I was mm -hmm. doing really good for about eight months and then just boom. So like, mm -hmm. what do you generally see? Like how long would you ride the wave is really what I'm sure. getting at. Yeah. I mean, on a long enough timeline, all websites are going to die, right? Like it, we, it's just, it's hard, it's hard to stay above the algorithm and like the stuff, like even a website like, um, New York times, right? Like the stuff that they did 10 years ago, right? That was brilliant SEO to do at that point in time, but it's dumb now. So like right. you're, it's constantly like cleaning up old work and, and debugging like what get, went wrong. And I, I, I feel like no matter what, like no matter how good at SEO you are, you're going to get hit at some point in time. And it's just what you do at that point. Like, can you debug it? And can you figure out like what went wrong? If you can continuously do that, I think you can work on a website forever. Like all these websites that got demolished, like gear hungry, like I'm pretty sure they can recover that, but are they willing to do the work and do they know what went wrong? So like some example, like, Probably the, the worst hit like I experienced was probably December 2020. <clears throat> and there was a core algorithm update. But um, I noticed like, well, at least me personally, like a lot of my affiliate sites got hit. And then in affiliate SEO mastermind, like tons of people were just like, I just got bulldozed. Like this, this what's going on? I feel like they attacked affiliate sites. So we ran a correlation study and just took a look at all these various factors. Like what do affiliate sites have that make them look like their affiliate sites links above the fold a high proportion of um, affiliate links versus normal links um, a high proportion of commercial best of content versus informational content and it was that last one that had correlation the more commercial content you had versus informational the higher traffic loss you experienced in the update and we looked at you know tons of websites and saw the, this nice correlation line so then <clears throat> took action and then for six months, all we published was info content. Now the, the site's traffic graphs look straight vertical. <clears throat> so it's just like, to you got to look at the face of like what just happened here. Try to debug that went wrong and you can recover. Like we recovered our entire, <clears throat> our entire portfolio and it's been great ever since. So I think like on average, if you're not doing that, if you're kind of just like, okay, whatever's working today, that's what I'm going to do until it doesn't work anymore. I would say probably the average lifetime of a website is like two to three years or something like that. But if you can debug and recover, infinite. Infinite. Nice. All right. So I'll go into like the uh, top five things 
to ensure a high multiple. Mm. That's a good one for me, I think. So what, what do you do to ensure? I, like you can okay. get those bigger, pick the right niche, obviously, but better stuff. You want to max the multiple, right? Yeah, okay. of course. Okay. The best thing to do is just make more money. So like uh, a website making 50,000 a month gets a higher multiple than 10,000 a month. They don't, they scale as well. So that's one thing. The second best thing is actually this one's probably more impactful. You want to sell on a upward trajectory. So if, if you sell while the traffic's gaining, the revenue is gaining, you're looking at a 55 X multiple right now. If you sell when it's going down, you're looking at a 45 X. So timing's perfect. Like, don't wait till things the shit hits the fan. Wait, um, do it on, on an upward trend. On top of that, uh, what do we have? Like diversification. Diversify your traffic sources. So um, if you have a little bit of social, like get a Pinterest if that works in your niche, or maybe some paid ads and um, make sure the paid ads are profitable. And that'll help um different monetization sources so display ads email marketing like as much as you can that'll help your multiple and then i mean that's all i can really think of right now maybe niche matters i guess i don't know i, I haven't really seen a trend in niche to be honest what have you seen really hurt other than what you mentioned in reverse what have you seen like oh if they see that it's toast anything or mm. no it doesn't matter as long as it's making money uh, maybe maybe just risky risky things like um 301s I'm just, i mean as a buyer i'm i'm not that into buying a website that has a bunch of 301s so me neither okay yeah <laughs> i got you <laughs> interesting so so when you're starting you don't ever start fresh domains right never sometimes sometimes if it's like in a brand new niche that like like i don't know maybe i wanted to get into nfts right now like you would have to start an nft domain from scratch like i'm sure there's no like nft domains on empire flippers right now that you can get hold of so you're a gambler then you gamble no no i don't like gambling do you gamble no i like poker yeah i like, you like poker. poker yeah I but with like... my buddies though not like online not for anything real <laughs> yeah <laughs> I prefer to to lower risk. Like that's why 90% of the time I'm buying existing sites that are already making money and already proven that like Google likes this domain. Um, I think like at a certain point in uh, businesses evolution in this game, like the worst mistake you can make is wasting your team's time. Um, time is more important than actually like m monetary resources. So um, you gotta like pick projects that you know are gonna work. Okay. And man, like like we talked about in the very beginning, you look bright, right? You're like you look. Have you found that tracking macros, exercising? Do you think that helps your performance? Sheesh. Um, let's see. Sleep is the biggest lever for me. Like, <sighs> no man, dude. Do you, do you have a aura ring? No. No, I was. I've been pondering it though. Like, <laughs> like tracking dude. like the REM sleep and everything, but it's like. I, I don't know. You know, like when you first when you first get going, it's like, oh, I got to do this. I have to do this. I have to do this. It's, it's the best and worst decision you can make is to get like a sleep tracker like this. Like uh, if if you have a great sleep, 
and you'll get to that point. Like you'll start split testing stuff and realizing oh, if I eat too late, this is gonna make me sleep like crap. If I look at my screen like before bed, that's gonna make me sleep like crap. That's right. But so like a lot of the time you're gonna have a great sleep and then your day is gonna be awesome. You're gonna feel great. Yeah. But when you don't have it, it's like, okay, I have to feel like shit today. No matter how I feel, the ring told me I have to feel terrible. So like you're, you're gonna get some oh, so like mind. Yeah, totally. But overall, like sleep tracking has been incredible. Um, I mean, I also just try to stay healthy, work out and stuff like that. Eat well. Yeah. Every day? I eat every day. <laughs> no, no, not no. exercise every day. <laughs> uh, no, 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 like four days a week, something like yeah. that. I know that wasn't on the list. I was just curious. Cool. Well, good question. Yeah. I, I mean, that's really, that's the stuff I really wanted to ask. Like the SEO stuff is for the, you know, I was curious, like, you know, this kind of thing is what I'm curious of. But in any case, so the um, so that the conference deal, right? I I really want because I see an opportunity, right? I like the idea of the conferences, not to your level, obviously, but if there was any mistakes, right? What's the lesson? Is there any lessons that were picked up along the way? Like, hey, Chris, don't do this, don't do this. What do you hmm. got? Yeah, <laughs> anything like that? Help me a little bit. Should I say it? Should I say it? I mean, honestly, the, the having a conference. All right, look, look, I'll put it like this. I won't say it the way I was gonna say. It. I'll put it like this. Uh, so we didn't have the conference in 2020 because of COVID, right? And all my businesses went like, <laughs> like that. Conferences oh. take a ton of time, right? So like, you're preparing preparing all year for something that just happens in one week or maybe one day, right? Yeah, um, sure. it takes up a lot of your time, right? And so the, um, the the other part about this that's not that awesome is like the, a lot of people say the upside is, well, but there's this, this untangible benefit. Like you have no idea like what this does for your brand, your reputation, and um, like the deals that you can make, the opportunities that will come to you. Is, but like that's also a bad thing. I also I do not have any idea and I should because I'm a marketer and I do SEO and I can track all these things. <laughs> And I right. should be able to figure out what I get out of uh, my time and stuff like that. So um, in that sense, like the the conferences are really challenging and you have to really do it for the love. Now that said, like if you can create something magical, right? If you can create something where like people are coming together, it's like a high school reunion type vibe and um, friendships are being made, like it's worth it. And someone, someone needs to do it, that kind of stuff in this industry because it's... Uh, it needs it. It needs a, it needs conferences that are fun, right? Yeah, um, that's. I encourage you, like, man, if you get something going, I'll come. I'll definitely come. Sweet. Well, that's. Wow, really? That's cool to hear. <laughs> Thanks, it. man. I'd love to. I'm nice. for some social interaction since COVID, right? Yeah, that really sucked. I had it for a few days. I just laid on literally, like, in my box here in my office. I just, just laid here by these weights here. That's pretty much about it. I, are you literally in a dark room? Um, well, I, I run a, a small auction company and in the back I built myself like a little studio. Okay. It's about uh 13 by six, thir it's maybe very, five. Yeah. It's very dark night of you. It's very Batman. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. <laughs> I try. Batman's not really a real superhero though. Why? Because no powers? No powers, yeah. Okay. Why would you consider him? A, that's a good question. Do you consider Batman a superhero? Uh, 
I mean, he hangs out with superheroes. You would think so, but you're, you're right. There's no some, nothing super about him except like he's rich. He's rich. He's rich. That's his power. He's rich. Yeah. What a, Fair enough. What a good lesson to teach my. What son. about Tony Stark? Is Tony Stark a superhero? Not well. Not really. Technically, I mean, if it, with the same logic, no, not really. Yeah, Star Lord. He just has like futuristic gadgets. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I can't believe that we just unraveled all the the magic of all this. These Disney I was movies. just curious. So, are you um are you a Star Wars fan? Star Wars, yeah, indeed. I love you even more now. Cool. <laughs> all right. So then, so here's the. I I have a few more uh, mundane questions here. Uh, for the outreach over, like, say, just like guest posts. Like, do, have you seen an actual massive benefit? Like, to me, it's just like, why would I want to go and do all that work when I could give this guy 50 bucks? Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So to be honest, like for our projects, we want every link we can possibly get, right? Like, so the our criteria is we have like a metric criteria and a traffic criteria. And the main criteria is if we don't have the link already, we want it. Like that's 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 how our link builders know if we, they should build a link or not. Is uh, if it's not spammy, then we want it, right? So that means we need to get links from all directions. Like we definitely rely on guest posts, and we'll use authority builders for that. We'll do like so, some some level of guest posting. Like it needs to be done manually, and it needs to be done with a persona. And like like if you look at like Diggity Marketing, for example, like I'm I'm doing guest posting on HubSpot and stuff like that. Like that needs to be done manually. It can't, can't be just purchased and stuff like that. So yeah, your backlink profile that. is ridiculous, dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've seen that. So the, yeah, I mean, I mean, and then we're doing link insertions. Those are done through outreach and um, yeah, all Haro, all the above. Like you really want to do it all. Like if you're going to compete at the at the crazy levels and stuff like that. So. I, I wouldn't say one's better than the other, but I do like the blend together. Like you, you do need the Haro and the digital PR for those high-end links that you can't get anywhere else. Uh, link insertions are great for link juice because you're getting links and articles that already have links going to them. So those are awesome, but you can't have too many of those because that's a pretty unnatural thing to have a link profile that's all based on uh, edits of existing content. So you got to get links on new content. That's what guest posts are for. So you kind of just mix it all up and um, I don't know. I don't have a perfect ratio. We just want all of them. I see. So, it, and when you're doing, so then I heard the PR, right? Guest posts, but what about the literal, like, okay, I go scrape the competitors links and then I'm like sending emails like that type. Do you think that that's worth it getting into the link graph that way? Cause I've had, I've had success on some accounts and that's what we did and it worked wonderful. Then I've tried it in other niches like a chiropractor and it, it didn't work so well. I just went and yeah. bought a bunch of links, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It, yeah. I don't know. So like, like sni sniping, right? Like you, you're looking at your competitors links and especially like uh, that link, link intersect uh, feature that Atrus has. Like you just take your top five competitors and look at what are the links that they all have that I don't have. Like those are ones you probably really need what? to get. So yeah. in those kind of cases, like I think manual outreach, you do need to get that done. And it's also always going to be like cheaper if you're doing the manual outreach yourself. Well, depends if you count like your staff costs and your time costs and all that kind of stuff. But 
I like doing manual outreach for link insertions still. Um, I mean, we still have a huge, even though I own authority builders and we have links on fleek, um, still like we have our own outreach team at LeadSpring too for, to fill in the gaps and stuff that, that, uh, authority builders doesn't do. Oh, so you, so then yes, you're, you're a massive fan of getting in the link graph, not just the ones that they all have in common, but if, if these sites all have these links, you should go get those for sure. Yeah. yeah. In your opinion. Totally. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I was just, just curious. And then, uh, so that, that's a, this is a good one. I get this a lot. So we've talked about links numerous times, right? What percentage of SEO do you actually think is links? I think it's drastically gone down. Do you think different? I feel so, oh, your questions are so good. Um, I think like SEO, as you know, is just content and links, right? You, if you do really good at one of them, you need less of the other. You do really good at both, then you're really destroying everyone else in the in the SERPs. So I like all the time, right? Like I'm looking at websites all the time for purchase, looking at marketplaces and stuff like that. I see cases with DR10s, DR13s and stuff like that. And whenever they have low authority and low amount of links, you can bet your buns they have a huge amount of content on their site, 500 pages, all niche down right in this tight topic cluster. So like content's super important, right? And then you see things the other way too. You see a DR60 website with the worst con uh, content on the internet, but it's still doing well. So like, what what is this? Who wins right here? I, I feel like, I feel like, yeah, you're right. Content is starting to push into links and becoming more important. But then again, like the sites that are really crushing all have a ton of links, right? Like all the high high ticket affiliate keywords, all the high ticket, you know, like any kind of business keywords are all on DR70s and above, right? It's like you even have your Parasite SEO, like Riverfront Times, the Observer and stuff like that. Why are these websites expert on, on male enhancement pills? Of course they're not, but they have a DR80, right? That's So it's tough. I feel like the the DR and the authority will lock you into safety, right? You're less susceptible to algorithm updates and stuff like that. Uh, the content, you can get fairly far, but I feel like really at the high level, you need both. Got Such it, a both. tough question. Maybe, yeah, that, that maybe it's like 45, 55 links content, I guess. I have no clue, man. I have no clue. You want both. You, you want need both. both. Yeah. And, and I, I know I'm getting a couple SEO ones in here just because it's stuff that's been driving me crazy. Um, so I've been stacking in the anchor text. So instead of like targeting a keyword or a phrase, pick the brand name, the phrase, multiple phrases, variations, maybe a whole paragraph and seeing wonderful success. Have you been seeing this across your type of uh, projects? Bro, you call me red handed. I'm far like I haven't done anchor text selection in a long time, <laughs> but I will check with the team and see, see what, what they're, oh, yes, what they're no. working okay. on. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, uh, I just had other little little tiny questions. I mean, I that really wraps up the, the main primary questions, you know, and we've been going for quite some time. You've been gracious with your time. And I even gave you a bunch of headache with Melon app. Don't buy that, right? <laughs> Don't was, use that. It wasn't your fault. It wasn't your fault. Yeah. It was, it's just a it's perfect storm. And the last piece is I heard you mention DR numerous times. So you're an Ahrefs, Ahrefs fan through and through. I guess so. Yep. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you, Matt. Thank you, brother.
It's been it's been a fun uh, fun time. Good questions and nice to finally catch up. Yeah, excellent. So thank you for having me. No, thank All you. Right. Thank you for coming, man. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much, Matt. Have a good All one. Right. Take care, brother. Yep. Bye bye. Cool, man.